Hi all, this is RV Empath and you're listening to the podcast RVE for the HSP. Welcome. It is February 2nd, 2021. Lots of twos there. 2222 for those interested in numerology. And how are you doing? There is definitely 100% a lot of energy to be had. So how are you using it individually for your highest good, right? And healing, health, health and healing, health, wealth and healing, Uh, happy, healthy, whole life, best life. That's what it's all about living our best life. And when you grow up with trauma and drama, it's super hard to even think that it can happen. Really. So I do think that everyone in life goes through hardships and struggle. And um, sometimes it happens um, later in life for some. But a lot of the time it happens early in life. And when it happens early in life, then it's has this extra layer, perhaps of struggle and hardship, because then it requires having to relearn that being happy is even possible. If all you know is being unhappy, then it's hard to even conceive of what a basic healthy happiness is. You know what I mean? So, um, it's, it's super important for us all to, to know that it is possible for, for everyone. But it takes a lot of hard work and stubbornness and um, dedication. Like, not, you know, stating for yourself. Not putting up with anything less than a best life, not putting up with living a life of misery, which is, I think, sort of the, um, the set point. I think everyone kind of lives a life of misery unless they consciously choose not to, instead of the other way around. Isn't that interesting? So I'm certainly wishing us all well as we continue working on ourselves and healing and working on ways to be and stay calm and balanced. And I just want to mention that today I made the effort to do four minutes of meditation, which I have not done in a while. And in yesterday's podcast, I talked about how when I prepare to do the guidance cards I do a shuffle and a prayer and I was comparing that I was saying I'm really glad that there's this time to do that because otherwise I don't know when it would get done but I realized for me I'm not really meditating because I'm actively shuffling and praying which is not the same thing because meditating is trying to clear out the mind of any thoughts whatsoever. I mean, it's good to pray beforehand, (laughs) right? 
but and then I've talked about my experiences meditating sometimes I personally think it's okay to if you want to pray you know sometimes really inspired ideas and breakthroughs can happen so my mind kind of jumps around for a little bit and then when I think it's about halfway through I go okay now it's time to let's calm everything down let's clear out the mind and I make an extra effort to try to clear my mind of thoughts but it can be really worthwhile to kind of let the mind go at first I think but you know it's an individual thing you got to figure out what works for you but I felt a lot better and I think I'm going to try to um, meditate now going on like every day for a few minutes so wish me luck I wish you luck with that too because let's move into the astrology yesterday the sun was square Mars and man I felt it for sure I don't know about you but I'm sure there's other stuff it's not just um, sun square Mars I mean we did have sun conjunct uh, Jupiter the other day there's that full moon in Leo there's Venus conjunct Pluto a lot of stuff happening with Chiron which is healing Mercury just went retrograde Venus moved into Aquarius so there's still a lot of energy to be had and there was that big T-square happening let's let me take a look at what's going on with that right now <laughs> okay well that's over which is great but there's still a lot of square action happening between the stellium in Aquarius which is Venus Saturn Jupiter and the Sun they are squaring Mars loosely conjunct with Uranus still so that'll do it and then there are, you know, within those stelliums, within that energy, there is uh, tighter, more stressful energies, such as the Sun square Mars. And, um, and then Uranus and Saturn are in a very tight square. I believe the Uranus-Saturn square is something that's going to be happening a few times over the year. And, you know, hey... That is some tough energy. <laughs> uh, Saturn can be very hard work, overcoming oppositions or struggle, overcoming restriction, obstacles, uh, long-term goals. And Uranus is change, unexpected change sometimes. And that is also can be hard to deal with of course so it gets me a bit tired like just talking about it actually I mean these energies are really we're all kind of having p yeah what is it PTSD yeah post-traumatic stress disorder from 2020 <laughs> from like current events that are still happening I know I've been releasing and healing quite a bit because I've been crying a lot, which is unusual for me. And I think it's important to frame it properly 
and not be overly concerned or overly scared or ashamed, but just understand that I'm releasing stuff. So you might be doing something similar. I think it's really important to just be gentle with ourselves and continue nurturing ourselves as best we can and uh, release stuff, pray, connect with God, universal energy, God being shorthand for good. Very important. Today, there aren't any exact aspects happening between the planets and Chiron, but the moon is in Libra and it's quincunx or inconjunct Neptune in Pisces. And so, um, that is always a bit of a stressful aspect. It's when things don't really get along very well. It's hard to sort of incorporate all the different aspects of things. But that has to do with our spirituality. You know, Neptune and Pisces has a lot to do with dreaminess or fantasies or being lost in mind, thoughts, and delusions sometimes, and even addictions finishing up karmic cycles. I mean, it can be heavy in its own way. And so can the moon, for that matter. That's our very, our very um, tender spots within, our deep emotions, roots, family, um, inner world, security. So Libra is in relationships, and it's about relationships and balance, for that matter. Venus rules Libra, so that's good. Uh, Neptune rules Pisces, and Neptune is in Pisces, so that's also good. <laughs> hey, really, you know, get into your spirituality, get into healing, get into um, finishing up energetic cycles for yourself in a healthy way. That is all good stuff. So... Let's look ahead a little bit. Tomorrow we have Mercury retrograde semi-sextile Pluto and Mercury retrograde quintile Uranus. So there could be some surprising thing happening wh when it comes to transformation of our shadow side stuff. Um, things related to life cycles, endings, beginnings. Um power control issues. Hey, <laughs> it's important to deal and deal with and heal that kind of thing because that's all pretty basic stuff. And um, there's a lot of ego stuff related to power and control issues, which we all have. There's a lot of ego stuff to heal. Absolutely. So get on it. I wish you well. I wish us all well. For that matter. Alrighty. Let's move to uh, the guidance cards. So I am now going to bless and ground the cards and energy for the highest good of all. Most benevolent outcome for all. And why don't you take a moment to clear your mind and do some conscious breathing. I will be back shortly. Thank you.
All right. Uh, please flip an inspiring card for all the listeners to focus on when it comes to healing. Okay. Five of Swords, titled Comparison. Now, Five of Swords, fives are very intense. We can get stuck in that mentality. And the more consciousness we can bring to it, the better. I know I've been feeling stuck in this really sad, sort of upset, fearful feeling. And I don't even quite understand it myself. I'm thinking, why am I feeling like this? Why can't I shift it? What is happening? (laughs) So the more awareness I bring to trying to understand where this might be coming from, but then again, remember, we, we can't always understand it because sometimes it's subconscious stuff. And It might be related to the weather. It might be related to, you know, there are different things. So just keep being patient with ourselves as we work toward shifting it. And it can take a while. Five of Swords is about um, uh, it's, it's always a little like chaotic, a little angry, a little Um, There's something having to do with like dishonor. Um, But it can also mean focusing on oneself. So let me look up. Let me just look up what uh, I'm going to tarot. LearnTarot.com. And uh, let's see what else there is to say. In the traditional Rider way, it features someone who's been in a battle and um, the other two... Um, warriors are walking away so the battle's over and they've left their swords so the the descriptive words on this website for five of swords is self-interest discord open dishonor so thinking about your own needs knowing you must concentrate on yourself now these things in and of themselves are not innately negative encountering selfishness see that's the thing we have to just do our best to not have it be or you know fall into the category of of being selfish but healthy self-nurturance is very important um being in a hostile environment this is more often what five of swords is attributed to Um, experiencing conflict losing your moral compass Mm. losing sight of what is right Um, sacrificing integrity that's never good I learned that a long time ago that it's really important how we feel about ourselves on the inner more than how we might be perceived um, from other people And that is a hard lesson. You know, growing up in an abusive, alcoholic, dysfunctional household, um, I learned to either be invisible, to not, I don't like, to this day, 
I have to have like all my blinds down in my house and stuff because I don't like the idea of people looking in on me, which that can also be attributed to at least three different situations that happened to me growing up where I was spied on from the outside. And one was quite serious, actually. I have not talked about it on the podcast. Um, But I was emotionally scarred by these incidents. And now I don't like windows. (laughs) At least I don't like them being open all the time. I like to pick and choose like when I sit in front of an open window. Um, But there's definitely emotional scarring there. So uh, what is my point? What was my point with that? I can't remember. Oh my gosh. Whatever. There's stuff to heal. (laughs) Maybe that's the point in all of us. Um, Six of Cups flipped over. The dream. Oh yeah, I was talking about how I learned long ago. Oh, right. Okay. So growing up in this type of household, I developed, I either tried to be invisible or I really, really want people to like me. And it's almost a survival technique. So if I feel the least bit of rejection or, you know, I cater to um, being the type of person that I think people will like because I don't want to be rejected, it's it's a really odd thing to when you do recognize it in yourself but ultimately it's important to come to terms with just being who we are as best we can in a most balanced way and um, and just being the best version of ourselves that we can be and then it's sort of like letting it go you know it is what it is people like us they don't it happens life goes on but you know, to move through life in such a way, eventually we all have to take our stands and stand up for what, you know, there are different confrontations that need to be had in life. That's life. Uh, But, and then even through those confrontations, being as calm and clear as possible and compassionate even. And, um, you know, that's the best we can do. But, and people will like us, not like us, you know, so be it. So, um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Perhaps there's more to say about that subject later on. But it is a very deeply, deeply ingrained survival technique. It's almost like I feel, I feel very, um, yeah, I can feel very exposed and very, um, vulnerable when I feel not liked for reasons that misunderstood and not liked perhaps that's it because I know well enough that people can they can hear things and they can see things and they fit it into their own projections and perceptions of what is happening so a situation can play out And it's almost as if people will just make it what they want it to be. (laughs) And that upsets me. Um, Because I think it can be dangerous in this day and age, actually. Everyone needs to calm down. I've been saying this for years, but I think that people are way, way too, like, on edge and triggered and um, 
people are way too upset just to, as a general set point. Everyone needs to lower their inner thermostats because it makes it hard to think when when you're in a full-on, when you're freaking upset all the time. <laughs> right? It's not that hard to figure out. Anyway, a little side rant there, but the Six of Cups did flip over. To me, that can say a lot about inner child work, which is, it can be the subconscious stuff that we don't rem remember before the age of five that needs to be healed. Six of Cups is also a soulmate kind of energy. And you know, we can encounter soulmates in bunches of different ways in our lives. It doesn't necessarily mean romantic. Sometimes I believe that we encounter people, it can be um, briefly. We don't even know them. We might not even know their name. And yet they make such an impact on us that it changes our lives for the better, I think. That's the whole point of soulmates. Um, also, it can be someone who has hurt you deeply but caused a change for the positive that can also be soulmate is that soulmates or is that twin flame i don't know there's there's types of connections that can happen between people that are ultimately for our own good is what i'm trying to say all right i won't go too much into that but it's a very sweet energy it also has to do with like um uh, innocence and childlike excitement which I think that is something we need to foster in ourselves throughout our lives maintain that childhood kind of innocence that's what I'm all about I'm like a big kid but it's important to have fun in that way like healthy fun <laughs> laugh oh my gosh I don't laugh enough I don't think anyone does laugh in a good like when you find something that makes you laugh like in a good way not laughing at someone not laughing in a mean way but just like laughing out of fun and celebration and <laughs> something something really like cracks you up in a good way that's great that's great any other cards five of swords comparison and six of cups the dream okay then we have Ace of Cups going with the flow and Seven of Swords politics. Now, very interesting because Seven of Swords is also about um, deception, uh, sometimes stealing. It's very kind of like under, under the radar uh, manipulation too. Now, I don't I generally tend to focus on myself and I don't worry so much about like where this could be happening in my life because a lot of other people might see this card and go, oh, you know, what is happening around you? Who cares? Whatever. Think about ways you could be doing this within yourself is how I, how I uh, choose to interpret this card, including procrastination. So to me, this card is always self-sabotage. Now, it's combined with the Ace of Cups, which is the one of the happiest cards in the whole deck. It is great, wonderful, fantastic, beautiful feelings and emotions and life experiences overflowing. And 
it, this is titled Going with the Flow. So there's something to be uh, considered there. Are we allowing ourselves to go with the flow? Hmm? Okay. Let's see what else the Seven of Swords has to say. It's interesting that both the Five and the Seven of Swords came out, though, because these specifically have to do with, like, dishonor. Running away, lone wolf style, hidden dishonor. Hmm. Shirking responsibility, sneaking off, avoiding obligations, being afraid to face the music. Procrastinating, there you go, hiding from the truth. Being a lone wolf, uh, deciding not to help, keeping something to yourself, staying aloof, preferring solitude, mm. holding people at arm's length, deceiving or being deceived, covering your tracks, being two-faced. See, all this stuff, it's really important that we live our best lives and live our integrity, to have a personal sort of like our values to know what that is and live them as best we can avoiding a shameful secret Ugh, lying or stealing yeah all this stuff feels yucky and in the rider weight it features someone like stealing a bunch of swords and um, tiptoeing away and the five of swords it features someone like collecting swords from a battle so so open dishonor is the five of swords and hidden dishonor is seven of swords Ooh. yuck <laughs> so both on the outer and the inner all right wait there's some cards underneath them all right i'm gonna see what they are there is the wheel of fortune change beautiful Ooh, ace of pentacles maturity wow talk about beautiful four of pentacles the miser that can be being stuck it's a reminder to of that king of cups healing hmm. six of pentacles compromise beautiful giving and receiving and blessings page of cups understanding this is also very youthful inspired love and um, freedom and communication and nine of wands exhaustion the wounded warrior the do not give up card so these are very very good cards um, the nine of wands simply points to the fact that we are near the end of what it is we're working on but yes it's tiring it's absolutely tiring so we have a new understanding of how we can free ourselves this is the white dove flying out of the uh, bird cage to join the flock and um, it's freeing ourselves from our inner you know cages Six of Pentacles can be gifts and blessings from God Universal Energy. It's also, if you need help, ask. You will receive it. If you can give help, give it. King of Cups, very healing. Um, 
that is about emotions, love. This point, this card actually points to physical healing as well, like energetic work. Something to keep in mind. And remember, we have this, this clarifies the Ace of Cups. All of these cards clarify this Ace of Cups with Seven of Swords. Okay? So, Four of Pentacles. This is a pretty good place to be in. It's some semblance of um, security. Just remember, it's important to keep moving forward. And Ace of Pentacles. Maturity. This is uh, home, health, hearth, family, abundance, prosperity, blooming. It's a beautiful card. And Wheel of Fortune change. That is the winds of change coming in and um, things turning to our benefit. So two aces, king of cups. That's great. Uh, Wheel of Fortune. Ah, any other cards as I wrap up the reading for today? But we definitely want to live as honorably as we can according to our values. Clearly. With the Five of Swords and the Seven of Swords showing up. And they're both about dishonor. So how are you not honoring yourself? Me, I need to work harder. I know I need to. I'm procrastinating. And I'm sure I'm not alone. You know? Just do it. Challenge yourself. You'll feel better. <laughs> You'll feel better after. <laughs> it's true. Alright. I guess with that, I am going to wrap up. Ooh, Ten of Pentacles is on the bottom of the deck. That's always great. We are the world. Ooh, Tower card, Thunderbolt underneath. Yeah, we're all going through change. We're all going through um, Thunderbolt moments. Then Ten of Wands, Suppression. So that is feeling very overwhelmed, knowing what to put down in our life, what to leave, what to move on from. But it is the conclusion of the cycle. Because remember, Nine of Wands showed up here too. And the Emperor. Next. Which is great. The Emperor is the embodiment of all the King's energies. So that's really being large and in charge of our own life. Feeling good. Living life with purpose. It is great stuff. So let's, let's get to it. But right now we're still figuring out what to let go in our lives and what to keep and what to renovate and what to start fresh. <laughs> so it's a process, but keep on keeping on, peeps. We're doing good. Okay? And with that, I want to thank you for all that you are and do. Stay tuned for more stuffs. And let me get back to my window here. There we go. And as always, I send you love and peace and wish you to be safe and well. Thanks so much. Mwah.